یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے سمیر دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے گسے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 55 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan. Episode number 55 Karan we're still in those middle numbers where we don't know whether to choose jersey numbers or uh, NBA championship winner but I'll probably start with the jersey numbers. So who do you okay. think is th- who do you think is the best player who's uh, who's won this jersey? This is a bunch of 55s right I think Dikembe was he 55? No nope, he wasn't. Uh, oh okay. So As per basketball reference, which I have in front of me right now, the best player to have won number 55 is probably Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings. Okay, because he scored a 55-point game. He came back yeah, and yeah, won. Right. Wow, some, that's, some, that's other, not... um, some other names who have won this jersey. Oh, you're right about Dikembe Mutombo, actually. You see? So, ah, yeah, yeah, so that's definitely the best player who's won that. Um, and we've got a few others. We've got um, Wally Zerbiak. We've got... Um, okay. The Great. The Great. <laughs> we've got um, White Chocolate Jason Williams. And we've got a couple of others as well. Um, but mm-hmm. in today's game, it's probably Etwan Moore who's the best. Uh, so that's probably not saying much. <laughs> Dikembe. Dikembe is the one. Dikembe is the one we should go with. So episode number Dikembe Mutambo. Or episode yeah. number... Syracuse Nationals who were the champions of the 1955 NBA Finals who's also the who's currently called the Philadelphia 76ers is what we discovered so, in the previous episode right yeah but they don't take credit for it yeah. which they which is fine which is another argument that Koshik you and I shouldn't get into yes absolutely <laughs> uh, we have a lot of things to talk about the Philadelphia 76ers I imagine later on in the episode but uh, before we do that Um, it's time to talk a little bit about uh, Indian basketball scene. So as of recording right now, um, it's the 21st of November and uh, we've got a few things to talk about. Uh, probably yeah. the first thing we should start with is um, our previous guest, Mr. Zoran Visic, who was the coach of the women's national team, uh, who's, who also ended up coaching the under-16 India girls team to repeat the same achievement in the Bangalore tournament that was held a few days ago and who I believe yeah. since has also gone on to become the men's team coach for the qualifier so he's he's doing things right he is doing he has become the indian basketball's go to coach coach for all seasons i guess uh-huh. you know uh, he's he, he, I, i think he's he's enjoying his time here enough to sort of just um, to, to be involved in all sorts of programs in indian basketball which i think is is great because you need some sort of continuity now i would i would have preferred uh, you know a, a different men's coach a different women's coach but i think he's done a good enough job to warrant this appointment um yeah so he's he's the head coach now of india uh, we started qualifiers at the time of recording day after tomorrow which is pretty exciting uh, our team is flying to lebanon for for the first game and we come back uh, this weekend to play syria at home and these are the fiba world cup qualifiers this is the asia bracket for the world cup qualifiers so we are in a group of four our group also includes jordan and we have to finish within uh, top 3 of this group to then move on to the second round which will be uh, so even this first round koshik is going it's it's going to be like the fifa qualifiers so we have two games now 
two games in Feb, two more games in July. Yeah. And then if we qualify from those, then we have several more games next September, October, sometime then. I mean, the World Cup isn't until 2019, so it's a long process. Yep. Um, but it's good. Like, even if we don't play well, I like the idea that we, we're having these opportunities to, you know, have international matches yeah. that matter. Yeah, absolutely. And especially since you said, at least in that first group stage, we'll get three home games, which is a massive thing for yep. India to have. Yep. Um, and I'm pretty sure they'll all be played in Bangalore unless the BFI regime changes. But <laughs> Yeah, the, the first one, definitely, the one this weekend is in your hometown. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, and you were back recently. Uh, have you been to this arena? Have you been to the Sri Kantavira? So, most, I think we spoke about this. Yeah, we did. So, all, all of like the serious Karnataka State basketball happens in Kantirava Stadium. Except that uh, there's like a semi-indoor court right now, which is where all like us semi-professionals play. But when it's time for serious tournaments like the FIBA Asia or even the Nationals, if it's at all held there, uh, the indoor stadium opens up. So, it's uh, they've got... Multiple basketball facilities. Say it's, I like that stadium. It's it's not the best in the country, but uh, it's a it's a good venue. It's in the center of the city. A lot of people take a lot of time to come there because Bangalore traffic. But uh, but eventually. So it, it 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 is in the city itself. It's in the. It's, it's like bang it, in the middle of the city. It's pretty close nice. to the cricket stadium as well. So um, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I I I don't like when uh, when when we build arenas somewhere out in the suburbs. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's great at all that we have arenas, uh, but that, definitely yeah. if we had to be picky about it, it's better it's in the middle of the city than somewhere else. Um, and and what do you specifically mean by semi-indoor? Uh, so, it used to be <laughs> an outdoor court, but they've okay. just put like they put sheds a shed. really okay. high up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it's, it's actually a really funny story because so it used to be a good old-fashioned cement course like most courts are in India. Um, mm-hmm. But at some point of time, the Karnataka State Basketball Association had some money, so they yeah. decided to do like a stopgap method and change the surface, and mm. they made it some really weird acrylic sort of surface, which, which was just super slippery. So they had to come up with really clever techniques to make it stick. So before yeah. our tournaments, they would always sparkle sugar syrup, sugar water on top <laughs> of the court. So. The, so there's friction generated by the shoes. So um, they're a clever uh, bunch of people, these guys. <laughs> um, we need to, one one day. I'm gonna collect all these stories together and write the Jugar basketball book. Yes, you should. <laughs> and uh, and it's 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 gonna be a bestseller. Absolutely, uh, which is how the whole whole country seems to function. But yeah, it's exactly. Amazing. So they could have spent like twice the amount of money and got proper surface, but they decided to cheap it out on it and then. Hey, sugar is cheap, right? Sugar is cheap. That's true. <laughs> uh, but the, the the indoor courts are are actually legit. So there's like real yeah, floor, yeah, yeah. FIBA floors and stuff like that. So um, that and that's where we won. Um, our, our that's where we hosted both the FIBA Women's Cup, uh, Women's Asia Cup, and Women's Asia Under 16 Championship. And that's where our game against Syria will be. So if you guys are in Bangalore, if you guys are nearby, you know, uh, make the effort of getting there on. Um, for this game, it'll be fun. And India features. Uh, I, I think the guy to look look forward to the most would be Amrit Pal Singh. He's coming back from Sydney. Yes. And he's playing pretty well. He got to start in Sydney, which is you know, it's a pretty big deal, I think. And um, I think he's he's gonna be. He, he. I'm actually very bullish on how good he's going to be in this tournament. I think he'll be or not this tournament, whatever the next two games. He played really well. Um, our backup for him is. 
Satnam Singh, which is an awesome backup to have. Like he's even even though he struggled in the last international tournament, he has got, he has been worked hard to be in shape for this one. Um, our captain is Akilan Pari, who's just who's a good steady point guard. We are gonna suffer because uh, the rest, the two of our big three is in there. So Vishesh and Amjot are not at this tournament, uh, which uh, which is gonna hurt our chances definitely against winning that road game in Lebanon is uh, is gonna be next to impossible. I feel, but I hope we, we take that home game uh, in Syria. Yeah, against uh, Syria. I, I absolutely agree. Do you know why Vishesh isn't playing though? Because I wanted to ask you about. What's going on with him? He was meant to also be like that designated injury replacement player for yeah. the Adelaide team in in the NBL, but I don't think I see him. Uh, he's not. He's he's back in India. He's recovering from his injury. He's. Uh, I, I think he made the mistake of returning too quickly to that um, to the FIBA Asia Cup in mm-hmm. Lebanon. He was still hurt, and it showed obviously because he 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 basically played half a game. Yeah. Um, so I think he's doing the smarter thing now, and whatever his injury is, it's it's more serious than we thought, or he he re-aggravated it at the tournament. It's it's either of those two, and either way, that's not good news. Yeah. Um. So I I hope he recovers. I hope he can be back for the next round of games. Next year is a big next is a big year because we have the Commonwealth Games going on, and I think the Asian Games are also next year. So oh, that's um, fantastic. And, I, that's and as well as the the continuing um. The continuing uh, World Cup qualifiers, so we're gonna need Vishesh because, you know, there's no guard uh, coming out of the woodwork right now. I mean, uh, this team has Akilan, and I saw you mention on Twitter yesterday that the the Bala is obviously not in this team, which is a worry because uh, I really think Bala could have used his experience. Yeah, um, I hope he's healthy. They have Prudvi ready, who I like his game a lot, and I hope he can be, but he's inexperienced, so. So I guess th- this is a good thing for him to get th- to to get these international games under his notch, um, but but we're gonna need Vishesh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really hope Vishesh makes a recovery in time for the next round of games. Uh, I think the other thing that's worthy of mentioning here is that uh, if when we play stronger teams like your Lebanons and uh, if we get to the second stage and play like your Koreas and Japan and stuff like this, so it it's bit of a contentious issue right now because these new FIBA qualification windows, they're being done for the first time and they come bang in the middle of a lot of professional leagues. So uh, some countries choose to bring back their best players or release their best players for the national team, whereas some don't. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the good Asian teams, they don't. They're sending BT uh, or, or the equivalents to these kind of uh, qualifiers. So... Um, if, if at all that we were underdogs in some of these matches, I think our chances are slightly better if we send our best team through. Hey, it's <laughs> after all these years of us complaining about it, this is the one. <laughs> this is the one uh, situation where having a league is isn't is Abs- not a problem for Abs- India. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> we, we actually have the advantage of uh, like the UBS season five is going to happen over a couple of months, but that's about it. Like and and it's it's. They they plan the UBA around the national team schedule because they want to have the best players play in the league too. Yeah. Uh, so th- this is the one one very specific situation where it's a good thing not having a pro league. And anyways, all the other uh, or not all, but most of the other international countries have had the advantage of the foreign imports players, which I can't stress enough. Like 
I think we have lost at least, you know, 30 to 35 percent of our international games because we don't have the foreign imports in, uh, in these uh, in these international tournaments. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's, it's another thing if we discuss the merits and demerits of having a naturalized player for yeah. for India. I think we'll have another 50 minute podcast if we get into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 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 we we'll take this small advantage. Yes, yes, we will. Um, we spoke about some of these guys who don't, who won't come back uh, because of league commitments. And one of those players is is Amjot Singh. You mentioned he's not part of this team. Uh, yes, and that is because he's currently playing his trade for the Oklahoma City Blue, which is the yeah the, the G League, not the D League anymore. It's the G League franchise of yes. OKC Thunder. So, uh, can you give us an update on how his time there is going, uh, Karan? He is. He's going to play. He's actually. Uh, he he's actually had a pretty impressive start. Uh, he's played four out of the six or seven games of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's he's only playing about four minutes a game, but you know, he's he, he's scoring a, a basket or two each game. Which I know we're talking about small pickings here, but um, Satnam had a had an even slower start to his his D slash G League career. Yes. Um, but Amjot, I think, is just a better fit for. 2017 basketball. You know, he's he's a he's a big player. Not no, he's not as big as Satnam, but he can stretch the floor and he can run the floor and he can you know he can put the ball on, down on the floor. So mm-hmm. uh, he's 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 a good plug and play player that you just like. You, you need a backup for a few minutes. He can come in and stretch the floor for you. You know. Yeah. Um, and he's uh he's he's fitting in. Uh, I'm I'm glad to see that. Glad to see that he's going to play, and I'm glad to see that you know, he just to see him in that jersey. Um, I, I hope his minutes increase. I, I spoke to him a, f- a few days ago, and he's um, he he's just having the coaches sort of get acclimatized to his style of playing. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're figuring out what he can do because all the other players they've seen them they they've, they've scouted these guys either in college or in international leagues or they've been around the G League also. Too. Amjot is sort of an unknown. Um, and he he sounded confident that once the once the coaches sort of figure out his strengths and weaknesses, he get to play more. That's great. That's great. I I have his uh, G League profile page open in front of me right now. So he, you're right. He has played about four four and a half minutes in each of the four games that he's played so far for the team. Yeah. Uh, and he he's averaging two point five points a game. So it's roughly a basket a game, uh, which is which is decent output for four minutes per game, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it was always gonna be a, a baby steps, you know. Let's, yeah. We need to calm down the, the 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 screams of the media back home in India, where the moment somebody gets picked in the G League, it's the I remember th- there was a headline. I think it was on the Times of India too. I'm Joe, third Indian in the NBA, <laughs> and it's just That's like wrong on so many levels. <laughs> wrong on so many levels because a Sim Huller was Canadian. Okay, yeah. so that's yeah. that's the first. B, neither of them have actually played in the NBA. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or, or in case, they, by third, instead of Sim, they meant Palpreet. Again, Palpreet was just drafted. He never even played a G League game. So, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's just, I, I know it takes a bit more effort to say, it's more wordy to say Amjot is the third Indian to have a chance with the G League. But yeah. that's the truth. That we the have truth. to say the truth. In these fake news times, we have to stick to the truth. <laughs> You're expecting way too much from the likes of Times of India. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I will, I will not diss them. I'm a, I'm a featured blogger for the Times of India Sports, so um, you know, 
I, I'm there championing my version of the truth for for the website. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, speaking of Amjot's stats, um, I also briefly want to say a little bit about Amritpal's stats as well. So he's he's yes. playing a li- little bit more. He's playing about seven to eight minutes per game. So he typically comes in at like the ending minutes of the second quarter, which is what I've noticed uh, in the Sydney mm. Kings rotation. And they're uh, not performing very well as a team. Uh, they've got some. Um, team fit issues and they've got like a lot of injuries and people don't really mesh well together so I don't think he's in like the greatest of situations but mm. he's getting to play and whenever he's getting to play he's doing the basics right so he's not um, he's not really taking the league by storm which is probably not what we should have expected either but yeah. he's, he's doing the solid stuff he's getting the rebounds he's making his free throws uh, and stuff like that so it's the general consensus here in like NBL fan following is that um, he's probably not really NBL quality uh, material, but when put in whatever situation that he is, he's doing the best out of it. So, which is probably like the realistic expectation of what. Yeah, what yeah. Have. It's it's sort of what we expected. It's something that uh, I've spoken to people about with with all all of these guys we we we, we talked about today. You know, I'm I'm Jyot, Vishesh, Amritpal, even Satnam. Even Satnam, who was discovered at 14 and sent to you know the U.S. to basically be trained under world-class uh, facilities, mm-hmm. even for him it was slightly too late. For all of these guys, it's been slightly too late. Like now they are, uh, Satnam is uh, what 21 or 22, but the rest of them are in the mid 20s. Yeah, and uh, they are playing at least I would say last year, 2016-17 season was probably the the best year for all three of them mm-hmm. at the peaks. Um, and it was too late for them, you know, to be discovered. They are, they, they are definitely, they, they are trailblazers in the sense that they, they have done things very few people in Indian basketball could have dreamt of in the previous generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 they've also sacrificed, or not sacrificed, they just didn't have the opportunity that the next generation are going to have. The, the kids who are, are going to follow these guys are hopefully going to get an opportunity much earlier to be, to play at a higher level, you know. Um, but but the, these three or four guys, I think, will be remembered in Indian basketball just for, you know, breaking certain glass ceilings. Absolutely. Uh, but three or four guys, you you're talking about Amjot, Amritpal, um, Satnam, Vishesh and of, and of Satnam. course the the ever ever younging Vishesh frequency. He's probably 21 years old now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just one last thing before we head off to our special guest section. Uh, we spoke about Satnam, uh, and I believe. He's going to be playing in the UBA this year. Yeah, the UBA are um, they're coming they're, they're coming up big for for their last uh, for for the next season. They hired uh, the, uh, former Los Angeles Laker and the world's most famous virgin AC Green. Wow! To be <laughs> to to be their director of sport, and uh, he he and like the UBA has ushered in sort of. This new thing where they are—they've signed 30 player, 30 of the top players, to multi-year contracts, which is a huge deal in Indian basketball. This had, this had never happened before. Satnam is obviously the marquee name, um, but a bunch of like the other big names are in, like T.J. Sahi, um, Gurvinder Singh Gill, Jagdeep Singh, Yadu, uh, Palpreet Singh, who was the first uh, who we talked about, who was drafted the D League last year. So all of these guys have been signed into multi-year contracts with with UBA teams, which is good for the league. Um, it might. I, I hope that that these contracts are flexible. That in case if Satnam gets a call up to some other league, he'll be allowed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, the 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 UBS season. Uh, I think the f- season five will start early next year, and uh, and Satnam is going to be the marquee name to be back in it. He's left the G League, as you guys may already know. So this is his new um, his new venture. I think it'll be it'll be fun to see him play regularly in India. Yeah, I think that's probably something that he needs more than anything else right now. Just regular game time action, which he never got in the G League for a variety of reasons. So it's it's good to see him uh, take this step. It's definitely like a downward step, but it's it's gonna help him for sure to play a little more. Yeah, I am. It's again like this league. We have to temper our expectations because uh, it it is gonna take a few years before before the quality of basketball rises. Last year was the the best season in terms of talent level because they got all the top Indian players to play. Yeah, but it it sort of became like um, a poor man's version of what I remembered um, the Chinese basketball league where yes, whichever whichever team had the best imports was basically the best team. Like it didn't really matter on on the rest of the players. I think the they were the only Indian player really making a difference on day to day and this league was Vishesh. Yeah, Shea's had a spectacular tournament, but and he was scoring like fifty-point games and stuff. Like he that. was having James Harden stats, you know. Yeah. Um, but but really, the rest of the the league depended on which teams had the best foreign players. So um, I think uh, the team that won, I think it was. Wait, let me get this right. Uh, Mumbai won, and because they had an Alex Scales who who played a minute in the NBA and a couple of others really talented um, foreign players. So I I feel it'll take a few more years for for that um, for, for for the talent to spread out so the league becomes a bit more unpredictable and and we have the Indian players uh, contributing more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's going in the right direction. That's fantastic. Uh, with that, I think we bring to the end this uh, our Indian basketball news bulletin section of the of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, and um, up next is our special guest section, which unfortunately, again, I couldn't make because of a variety of reasons, uh, which consists of illness, jet lag, and a few other things. You and were like, back home. You, you were back in India. Yes, um, I, I was back and, in India. And you were and I, ill. And I probably like ate too much food too quickly. Um, which is a, a which is a legitimate reason to get sick. It's fine. Yes, absolutely. And, and then I also. Yeah. Uh, Ended up going to like the world's most polluted city br- briefly, um, and, and spent how a few days there in in its peak. So. How was how 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 was Delhi oxygen? Have your lungs uh, reacted? Have have they recovered? I'm I'm not sure they'll ever fully recover, but uh, <laughs> but the day I landed was was actually not the worst day. So my wife, who's a resident of Delhi, uh, and she yeah. was there earlier than I did, and she she saw the peak of it and. She says it's unlike anything else she's seen before. She could literally not see even a few centimeters, few meters in front, and it was hard to breathe and stuff like that. So, by by her account, the day I landed, uh, which was probably the last of the worst days, was about sixty yeah. percent as bad as what it was a couple of days ago. So I can't even imagine what that peak day would have been. But the first couple of days were were pretty rough. Uh, it, it started to get better towards the end. When I landed, okay. when I landed in Delhi, I thought I landed into like uh, Mad Max or some some dystopian <laughs> future like that. <laughs> but shout out to sh- shout out to all those people playing outdoor basketball in the smog um, at a- a- around the city. First of all, shout out to your lungs being able to take it. Yes. Secondly, just being able to make those full court passes with visibility so bad, it's impressive. Um, yeah, and, and and it gets worse in the evenings, like in the sense uh, because it, the visibility gets really bad. 
mm-hmm. when I used to play in in, in Varanasi, where which isn't, I mean, it, it is pretty smoggy too. It's not Delhi bad, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It used to be crazy because you couldn't see the full court all the way through. So you would have to make a few dribbles, like, for, like you had to change your offensive strategy. It, it was all half court offense basically. Yeah, you had to make all no look passes. <laughs> there, every pass was a no look. It was a no look, no no breathe pass. Every single one. <laughs> yes, uh, not ideal. But it definitely turned around towards the end of the trip. So I was there for about six, five or six days, and by the time the fifth or sixth day came across, it was like proper. It's not fully Delhi winter yet, but it was. It dropped from 28 degrees to 21 in a matter of like five days. So um, it, it started to get better. Maybe I didn't get to see peak peak Delhi good weather, but uh, it's there. We, we'll 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 have chances again. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. So perhaps I should introduce our our guest for for this episode. Finally, um, I, I got to interview Mr. Yannick Kolako. Kolako has been the managing director of NBA India for about four years. And he's really been on, this, on the forefront of so many like strategic moves to boost the NBA and basketball in India. Um, in NBA India over the last few years, I think a lot of our listeners and sort of people who follow us have been involved in the grassroots program. So whether it's the Reliance Federation program, um, a bunch of players were in the ACG NBA Jump program, which Palpreet won last year and got the chance to go to the G League. Um, the NBA basketball schools, which are opening up, like the, uh, they opened one in Bombay and another one in Delhi, and I spoke to um, Yannick about it. This, it's like the future for that is exciting too. Um, and uh, you know they've grown so much in multimedia, and you know they, they, they have games, so many games, only six. They have games in Hindi now, uh, and 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 there's already people angry that there's games not in their regional languages. <laughs> so there's it's like not India, we have become that, that issue doesn't arise. We have become so spoiled that when I was young, we I was thankful for just having a couple of games on TV per week. And now we are and now we are demanding games in regional languages every day. Like that's that's a good problem to have, I guess. That, that is <laughs> then, definitely, uh, that is definitely progress. Uh, when I came <laughs> to Australia, I told a lot of my workmates here that the quality of well, I don't know what quality, but the quantity of uh, NBA coverage is definitely. Much better it's, back in India than here. It's it's much better, but I watch a lot more NBA when I go back to India than I'm when I'm in the states, just because there's two games on every day, yes, and it's the right. best thing to do. I'm I'm a morning person, so I'll get up and have my nashta and <laughs> and watch basketball. It's yeah, the best it, thing. yeah, it's right. <laughs> watching basketball uh, with my mom's dosas, which probably is like parathas oh, for damn. you. Oh <laughs> uh, th- Yeah, that, alu paratha and NBA. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously, you know, the NBA India Academy was launched last uh, earlier this year, and it's been, it's you know, it's it's really been, uh, it, it's been an exciting thing. You know, Kevin Durant showed up, so I spoke to Yannick about all of these things, and um, I would like to call him on for uh, this interview we conducted uh, about a week ago. Um, so, I mean, uh, Yannick, I just want to start off with basically, you know, the the, the biggest. Sort of development. There's been so many things that, that have happened with NBA India over the past over the past twelve months, you know. Uh, and one of the biggest things has really been the academy. Um, the, right. the academy is probably the finest basketball infrastructure in India. I remember going to see it a few months ago, and it was just amazing. You know, and it's been such a busy summer. You got a visit from KD. You got a visit from Andre Miller. Um, the prospects are improving a lot, and they they went out and played well in the junior and youth championships. Um, so. I mean, I remember when, you know, the academy was first sort of opened, like the, the mission statement was, you know, so to have this 360 degree holistic approach 
to how the players develop right. um now that you've had some time to sort of see um practically what the academy works like how, how do you feel those goals have evolved or have you added new ideas from actually experiencing the work at the academy right i think again um as we first said the, the academy is just part of the entire uh grassroots to high performance strategy that we've you know been laying down in in, in india for almost 5 years now mm. um you know we started our reliance foundation junior nba uh grassroots program um you know 5 years ago and uh, you know we're going in our fifth year and you know we've reached and engaged more than 5 million kids and you know uh, trained more than 6000 coaches uh, in that period so that really the junior nba program is really the 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 mass the scale program where we get kids to experience basketball in a fun way and learn the fundamentals of basketball the right way which yeah. is the you know the the nba way uh, so right from you know instructing coaches to um the actual curriculum which goes to kids to the facilities to competitions it's all run uh you know in 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 a, in a very set established program and it's all run to have uh kids enjoy the experience of playing basketball the the second layer we set uh you know on that was the our basketball school with a partner in your track where we said that you know in the from the grassroots from your junior nba program if you then want to start you know getting more advanced training in basketball you you know you set up this elite training um uh, facility an after school facility where you can actually go uh and learn uh, more advanced forms of of playing basketball uh, oh, yeah. and we set that up and you know we've got five of the schools set up across the country we expect to have 50 of them uh in place in a year's time wow. oh. and obviously the academy is the uh is the is the top of that grassroots to high performance uh, pyramid oh. uh which is you know the elite training for the for the best kids uh under the age of 16 uh in the country so we're really thrilled that you know the progress we've made uh in setting up all these in in, in the short period of time uh we're very excited with uh obviously the facility that we've set up and uh, the talent that we see uh-huh. um we're looking to maybe expand the number of kids we get into the academy in the next few months okay. and uh you know over the next few years we'll actually see that uh, you know maybe as the talent pool keeps growing from the grassroots level we may even consider expanding uh, to new academies across the country huh. uh and with the will like the first step of expansion will will it also start including cuz i uh, i know that then we hired uh, a women's coach as well so so right. will we also then start in, uh, including women in the academy soon yeah so we've we've put together uh, all, we're, we're about almost complete in putting the f- uh, finishing touches on uh, various uh, programs that we will run at the current academy mm-hmm. uh, for girls and uh, girls teams okay. uh, we are uh, we've got some suggestions in place and we're working closely with the federation of india uh, to start running some camps uh, in the academy mm-hmm. uh, specifically designed for under 14 and under 16 girls cool so so what has been your sort of early reaction to the academy so far you know i think i mean there uh, there are two sets of uh, obviously or two different types of people you know like 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 you karan who obviously are massive sports fans and basketball fans have had the chance to actually go and see the facility mm-hmm. uh it's it's outstanding uh, just from a sports facility perspective yeah. you know i i've been in sport uh, for a long time uh, working in sport for a long time i actually think it's it's the best uh, you know academy facility for any sport in the country let alone basketball yeah. so we're we're extremely happy with the kind of response that we've got 
Uh, we're also thrilled with the kids. We've got some really, really, uh, you know, dedicated and um, committed kids who are really passionate. We have some kids, you know, who, who've had, who've come in, uh, you know, slightly, slightly overweight and literally lost 25 or 30 pounds in six, wow. in six months just with hard work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had skills improvement. We've seen, you know, the feedback we've got from coaches uh, as well as the, the feedback we've got from uh, the competitions that the kids have been playing in. Uh, the talent level is really, I mean, uh, I mean, not, not the talent, but the skill level has really grown quickly. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that, you know, um, the one key challenge that basketball has in this country, which we've been trying to address, is the level of coaching. Mm-hmm. And not just the level of coaching at the, at the, at the grassroots level, but also the level of coaching at the elite level. And we think that, at least for the academy and for where we are able to touch in right now, we've managed to uh, address that uh, to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yannick, like you mentioned the, the grassroots programs and I was going to ask you about those two. You know, there's there's the junior NBA programs, the NBA schools, which are obviously, um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that they're, that they're going to grow so, so, so quickly. It's good to hear that there might be options mm-hmm. in a lot more cities, right? Um, right. Does it, um, you know, does it help that, that, you know, a number of Indian stars are now sort of making their mark overseas you know there's all there's always already been that satnam story amjot got drafted right. amrit pal is playing in australia so so when you as an nba nba or just basketball coaches at the grassroots level when you're reaching down to young players does it help to have that connect with uh, you know that there is a future in this game because in india it is still sort of yeah. a murky new idea you know right i, I again i i think um, you know there 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 are two parts to that the uh, the global heroes, the global stars, the global heroes in basketball for any kid who picks up the, you know, a, a ball or starts watching the game are always going to be the best in the world, irrespective of which country they come from. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, kids growing up, whether you're growing up in, uh, in Senegal or Bombay or Delhi or Shanghai, um, you know, LeBron, the, the current stars are going to be irrespective of which country they're, mm-hmm. you know, born and brought up, or which country they're from. The best NBA players in the world are going to be your heroes and your stars. So, you know, we've seen, you know, uh, Kevin Durant, LeBron, Steph Curry, uh, Draymond Green, Kyrie Irving, people who have constantly made, you know, the finals the last three years, Mm -hmm. um, you know, become heroes in this country, Russell Westbrook. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the the global superstar and global hero phenomenon is really uh, not really country dependent. Mm -hmm. But I do agree with you. uh, And, you know, I think that that adds a fillet to basketball development in general, the fact that someone demonstrates success in playing basketball from your country or coming up from your country uh, is obviously, uh, you know, uh, something which is inspiring to a lot of kids who want to become, uh, you know, a professional basketball player, want to make it to the NBA. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Satnam, Amjot, uh, uh, Amrit Pal, uh, Palpreet, all of these guys are great uh, icons and great uh, heroes for young uh, young children in this country show that you know that the opportunity for Indian kids and the pathway exists mm-hmm. yeah. and it's not just the pathway that they've taken I mean since Amjot and Satnam and everyone has has made it to a certain global level the pathway has just improved I mean yeah. you've got b- more chances through junior yeah. NBA through basketball schools through the academy you, you have to remember that these kids we're talking about, Paul Preet and Amjot and Satnam, they never had that opportunity in India. Yeah. 
Satnam had to go out of the country when he was a 14 year old kid yeah. to try and you know get the get get facilities or get the coaching required to make it to be a professional basketball player mm-hmm. this is now available like never before so the opportunity in the country uh, that is there now and will continue to keep growing as we keep scaling up our you know development programs is is now available for kids here so i think it's a great um obviously great to have icons who you can relate to when you see them go through the system uh, i think we see also these first 22 kids that we have in the academy their success is going to breed in whatever level they reach in basketball is going to breed um you know another host of inspirational stories from young kids uh, in the next generation so it's all uh, you know as you rightly put it a, a kind of multiplier effect and uh, and you were like right to mention that you know it, it it makes such a big difference to see someone who's sort of from your own country even if you know they're from punjab and i'm from i'm from up you know to, to right, see right. someone from your country make it to the world stage at 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 any level at all you know it it it's so motivating because when when i was young there were it seemed you know the nba idea for an indian person seemed almost impossible and now to see yeah. amjot singh in an okc blue jersey is you know yeah. I'm, i i feel envious of the younger kids now you know so now that yeah. now that the nba is going out there in these nba schools and um, working with the younger kids um what sort what sort of message do like the nba coaches want to pass on to you know to the young kids to if they want to follow the footsteps of these greats i think that the message is simple the message is that we are going to try and you know facilitate your pathway uh, to be a professional basketball player we're going to try and help you realize your basketball potential mm-hmm. and that basketball potential may be to represent the national team uh it may be to play pro ball in 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 europe it may be to you know play in the g league or maybe to play in the nba so we're going to help you realize your potential by creating all these programs in our, in, in our grassroots to high performance strategy mm-hmm. um the in, but in the end it remains up to the kids to actually put the effort in to make the commitment and also obviously have uh, some level of talent to be able to use these pathways that we've created uh, to realize their full potential as a basketball player um yanik uh, you know like i talked briefly about how you know how envious i was of like the younger kids and the other thing that's that i'm envious about is the fact that there's so much more basketball on tv now in in india there's there's two when i was growing up uh, like in the 90s they there would be two games a week you know early morning and <laughs> if you miss them you miss them you know um right. and now there's two games every single day uh and we have uh, hindi games on 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 is it saturdays or sundays now uh, once a week they saturdays and sundays uh so what's been the early reaction to uh, to 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 the hindi commentary and just to the general boost of um nba games on sony Yeah, I think we've we've always been trying to say, you know, as as we we want to provide, we want obviously want to grow the game of basketball in the country, and we want to provide better access of our brand and of our of our game and of the NBA uh, to our fans. Yeah, so obviously having more games on, um, uh, you know, more live games on is part of providing better access. Mm-hmm. Uh, having uh, games with Uh, providing better access to you know communities and fans across the country who do not have english as as their first language or uh, who speak hindi as their first language and you know if this is successful we will even consider expanding it to other languages yeah. but this is all part of our commitment to make the game more accessible to our fans and access is not just about having it on 
TV, it's also about you know being able to understand, being be able to relate to it, and that's what the Hindi commentary uh, yeah. has been part of. I mean, we've invested significantly uh, in training our commentators uh, to make sure that you know they can represent the NBA and, and the game itself in the right way to our fans. Mm-hmm. And so far, the response has been very positive. Um. Yeah, and, and and not just TV, but also you know the NBA has grown social media a lot in India, um, right? Yeah. And and I saw that um, well specifically, it, it it's a regular consistent thing, but specifically during the Kevin Durant trip, which I guess was one of the biggest events that that have been held in for NBA India, there was a really good social media boost. Uh, what more can we expect in the future? What more creative things can we expect um, from uh, both in terms of you know the the online engagement and then the, the larger events the kind of stuff that uh, kd was involved in yeah you know we we obviously digital is a critical component of uh, our ability to you know communicate with our fans especially because a lot of our audience is, is young and is uh, someone who's spending a lot of time on social media and digital so it's in a very important format we use to you know communicate and as well as provide access uh, to our product, to our fans. I mean, we recently launched uh, our fantasy game. Yeah, yeah, saw that. India uh, with Dream Eleven. So again, that was a question of making a more customizable game, which was uh, more exciting and more relatable to Indian audiences. We've already had good response on that. So we are going to do, a, a, you know, more. Uh, we're going to announce a few initiatives in the next next few months, which again are laser focused on saying how can we help grow the game of basketball in the country and how can we provide better access of of the game and of the NBA uh, to our fans both in terms of customizing uh, experiences to our fans and in you know uh, you know making it more relevant to them so uh, kevin durant when he came over you know he was a mm-hmm. finals mvp a few weeks right. after winning the finals mvp winning the championship how does it get better than that? Like, I, I, I can't even imagine, you know, as basically having perhaps the NBA's best player, the, the, the champion, the MVP, come to India. So what's the next step? Do we bring LeBron, Curry, Jordan? Will there be a, an exhibition game in India? Like, what is, how do we top that? As you know, as I said again, Kevin Kevin uh, Durant is a great ambassador to us, and you know he obviously had a great impact in coming to to win there. But as you as you know, there are there are you know this is a league of multiple superstars. Yeah. Um. It's a, it's it's not just you know um uh, it's not just about the Kevin Kevin Durant who obviously come and make a significant impact because he was so successful mm-hmm. uh, towards the so successful for last season. It's also about you know the 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 other the legends like Andre Miller who come in and you know make a significant impact in the community. Work with kids. Uh, I think we don't look at uh, each we don't look at each thing we do as an event or some kind of spike it's it's something that it's part of a larger plan mm-hmm. uh, where we you know strategically want to be able to provide um, you know both more access for the nba to our fans and help the game of basketball grow and all these things are essentially part of the building blocks of of that of that plan so you know the fantasy gaming that we announced recently our social media activations that we keep doing hindi commentary uh, on games the new junior nba program that we're going to you know announce next week uh, and launch in more cities basketball schools it's all part of a larger plan that we're putting in place and they're all building blocks that you know will keep scaling up uh, because india is such an important market to us
Yeah, and we've had um, so many of these guys come in, and and you're right, like they, they've come in and worked in different ways. You know, uh, uh, some of them would be at the NBA Academy, um, right. training the players. Some, some like I think Andre went to the NBA basketball schools and and coached a few did, young yes. players there. In the past, I know players have gone to you know uh, courts in Nagpada and Mumbai and sort of uh, interacted with like the uh, the kids over there. So I mean I'll, I'll be I'll be really hoping to see you know more sort of varied interactions with you know because India is so varied too it's not it's not just one thing yeah, yeah. Do. obviously there's been yeah. players who have gone to malls in Gurgaon and, and held events there so mm. um, yeah. I'll I'll be curious uh, how does the NBA react to sort of uh, you know when when the Kevin Durant trip happened all the things went well but then he went mm-hmm. back to to California and he had like. Some, "Quote unquote controversial comments," and he immediately sort of resp- responded and apologized about it. Uh, how does that mm-hmm. happen when, um, in in KD's case, to me, it almost seemed like he he had different expectations of India compared to what he saw. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, how do we ensure that the players are a little bit better prepared with these expectations so that you know th- these things don't happen again, or or just that they have a little bit more context to what they're seeing. You know, again, uh, Kevin Durant is a great ambassador to uh, to the NBA globally, and uh, you know he is he's traveled across around the world, uh, you know, with the NBA, including in um, you know in Europe and in South America, in, in Africa, and obviously and in China. So, um, you know, he is. I, I think we spend a lot of time working both with the players and their representatives uh, in planning a trip. Uh, and the players take very uh, it's it's exciting that players like Kevin Durant and uh, you know other legends have come they take very uh, keen interest in uh, you know trying to soak up as much as they can in a short period of time uh, that they are here so they they work very closely with us on their schedule so we'll continue to work with players you know to make sure that um, we not only um, you know get them to be you know continue to be ambassadors of the game but they can also uh, you know continue to have great experiences like you know Kevin admitted that he did uh, in uh, in India and you know in in Agra and at the Taj and that he wants to actually come back yeah yeah in 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 his case i actually very specifically what sided with i mean not not sided with his comments but sided with his freedom to say it out because he he is a very open social media person you know like he'll say what's on his mind and right. i think we live in an era where athletes are so careful what they say that it was kind of refreshing to have someone speak his mind um and i think he came from a good place when he said it like i think he genuinely wanted to relate and to help uh, so i do hope that he does come back you know mm-hmm. um so my i mean my last question for you really is that you know you've seen basketball grow in so many different parts of the country is there any particular mm-hmm. sort of moment or memory in recent years that has gotten you you know Really excited about the potential of, of of the sport in India. Any specific story that comes to mind? Anything like that? I, you know, there there just so many stories, and and they all start with kids. It's uh, it's you know sometimes I go to, um, you know, little you know training, uh, you know, some of our little junior NBA clinics where we have like seventy five kids and they're. There are forty kids who are, you know, they're like five kids sitting across and talking. It's just there's so much of conversations going on, and it's in so many different languages. Um, you know, I was in, uh, and this is just one example, but I was in Kochi. I remember uh, last year doing the Junior NBA program, and they're having some clinic for kids, and they're actually kids talking about basketball 
uh, in their local language and I asked someone to translate to me mm-hmm. and they were saying they were, they were cribbing about uh you know why LeBron James didn't take a, the the last <laughs> shot in some game you know so that, I think that's really what what really um you know uh, excites me about the potential is that there's so many kids who uh have you know aspire to become uh, NBA stars and have taken uh you know taken to the game and the NBA uh, so well uh it's uh, you know we see the potential we see the passion that kids have and that's something that keeps driving us to do more um uh, you know more in the country that's great to hear yanik and i'll be i'll be fully rooting for you know the nba to grow as much as it can in india because it, it just helps right. it helps everyone it helps basketball and you know we all we all like fans of the game after all so um thank you for joining me and thanks for all, all the amazing work you guys are doing uh, in india thanks for thanks for having me kan okay bye bye yanik thank you uh, i want to thank yanik kolako for joining us for episode 55 of hoop darshan uh yanik is definitely one of the smartest and most hard working people in in indian basketball uh and it it was is just as always is great to sort of like you know um garner some wisdom from him and and find out how how the nba is like trying to hit up like you, you know it's interesting they are they are they are going both ways they're going the elite level in india they're trying to get the top players the best training possible and they're trying to get like the regular kid to to pick up a basketball and play too you know and that that to me is 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 a great sort of two pronged uh, way to go about expanding the game here oh absolutely uh, it, there needs to be a some amount of affection shown towards both ends of the spectrum so i'm glad that nba is taking taking charge whatever the reasons might be um, and and i'm cool with that as long as somebody is doing it yeah exactly it india is 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 ready for for more sport we have enough people to to care about every again there's a freaking kabaddi league so <laughs> we have enough people to to care about the best basketball players in the world and to find the best players from our country you know uh, some of these players in the nba india academy when i visited they were uh, they they were raw they they sort of were they seemed like they were relatively new to basketball but just the jump they made within month to month being at the academy was so impressive um i'm 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 pretty confident that a couple of these players at least are gonna are going to play at at like the college or the G League level minimum in in the states um and and uh, by the way recently NBA TV showed a a special program about India and NBA India Academy so you guys should check that out too if you have a chance um it's 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 online um, just just search it's online just on on the NBA TV website you can find it for free but it's being shown on Sony section in India too that's fantastic uh before we wrap up Karan uh You ready for some NBA talk? Oh yeah, hell yes I am. Uh it's been it's been it's been so long. So much has happened over the last month or so. Yeah, it seems to be the case with the NBA, right? Like there's just so much good quality um basketball and players on yeah. right now that there's storylines no matter what time of the year it is. Uh and it's only it's barely been a month since the league has started and we've got so many interesting um that storylines to speak about so we probably don't have time for all of them so i'd like to ask you first off before before anything else uh, yes about a certain unicorn that you might you might have really like um, yes. really positive feelings about <laughs> um oh man i 
I don't know what to say as a as as India's longest suffering New York Knicks fan. And that's a fact. I have, which is a fact. There's no there's no truer Indian New York Knicks fan. I, I'll take that to my grave. Yep. Uh, which which is not something really to be proud of, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I I've become really cynical about anything that good that happens. You know, in in all these years, the since I've since I seriously started following the game, the only real Real, real good moments have been the '99 run to the finals with Latrell Sprewell and Allen Houston and Marcus Camby, and the two weeks of insanity. <laughs> and that's about it. Like the, I know a couple of years ago, uh, the, the season where Melo was the league leading scorer and the Knicks went to the playoffs. That was a that was an interesting season. Um, but I was Lin really Sanity happy with insanity. Just those two weeks, it, they just felt better. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And uh, this team feels so good. It's uh, it's such a good feeling from just to see the way they're playing together. They're obviously not. I, I I highly doubt that they'll make the playoffs, even though we have a winning record right now. And and Kristaps Porzingis is one of the league's top scorers, and he is just he is just freaking amazing. I'm in love with him. I want to adopt him as my child. Um, Which is what a lot of Knicks fans seems to be doing. <laughs> he's uh, he's got a he lot is, of fathers. <laughs> It, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of Knicks fathers, but I, I I I worry about his health. I hope he can stay healthy and keep producing and become. I think he has the potential to become one of the top five players in the league. Yeah. Um. So I'm keeping my keeping my fingers crossed. I, I I won't I won't mind if the Knicks don't make the playoffs this this season. I think one more season of rebuild and lottery picks is okay with me. But if we do, you just then want good. Doncic, don't you? I do want Doncic, but now that we're playing too good for Doncic now, so yeah. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. Um, so e- either way, I feel like as long as like the team is healthy, Porzingis is healthy, the rookie Nilekina is looking so good. I'm I, I'm so glad that uh, the <laughs> I'm so glad that the the dark wizard Phil Jackson kind of picked him. <laughs> now that even though I would have preferred Dennis Smith Jr., um, I do like Nilekina. He, he he he's such a good defensive player. Yeah, I think um, I think he has he has a higher ceiling than Dennis Smith Jr. To be honest. He's just we'll getting, see. he's just getting started. He's 18 years old. He's got an amazing NBA body, uh, and he just plays plays the game the right way. I'm a big fan of his too. Wheels. I think Dennis Smith Jr. is so ridiculously explosive. Like he could be he could be like a poor man's Russell Westbrook. He could be a Steve Francis sort of talent. I think if 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 things go right for him. So um, mm-hmm. and and I think Malik Monk is another player who's going to be pretty good. But I'm not disappointed. I'm not disappointed with the Likina. So um, yeah, I'm 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 excited for this team. I uh, as long as they stay healthy, I'll be happy no matter how the season ends. Karan, uh, is Malik Monk your new Harrison Barnes? Harrison Barnes is not is playing okay. Malik Monk is my new Moody. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, okay, fair enough. Moody was the new but, Harrison Barnes. Sure. Yeah, Moody was every year. I have I have a player. I actually like the the player this year before the draft began, who I thought would be. Um, you know who I kind of had high hopes for. It's not fun talking about him because he's actually playing well. Is Jason Tatum? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's 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 not hipster enough for me. It's not hipster. We talk about how good Jason Tatum because he's act, he's actually if you don't count Ben Simmons who's having an like, incredible year and he was drafted a season ago, Tatum would probably be uh, rookie of the year, right? Hey 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 hey. What about Kuz? I was gonna get to that. I was gonna get to the. Uh, a very serious question now. Like, if you if you had to choose right now, right here, who are you taking, Kuzma or Lonzo Ball? You have to choose. And and when I mean who are you taking, you get everything with it. You get with Lonzo Ball, you get the dad. 
So what am I really picking here? Do I have just long term? Long term, who is your guy? Who 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 is your guy for the Lakers to build around? Look, I love Kuzma, but I still think Ball is the guy who has the higher potential in in long term. Kuzma is he's like he's blown my mind away for somebody who's the twenty seventh pick. Just how comfortable he is in the NBA, it's amazing. But he's good, man. He he should have been a top twelve or thirteen pick at least. Absolutely. Absolutely, but I think Lonzo still has. He can get so much better uh, with just more reps in the league. Uh, he's obviously not gotten off to a great start in terms of shooting, but um, but I think he'll figure that out. He'll figure that out. He'll figure out how to just be productive in in the NBA, no matter what shooting goes or no matter what kind of a performance he has. Otherwise, on uh, shooting the ball, but he he's just so impactful. I think he's. He's a, for a guard. He rebounds really well, and he obviously gets a ton of assists because he sets up the team in in really good fashion. So I think he'll figure it out. And I think the the thing that leads me to believe that is that he's just he just seems to be in control. He's like a really chilled out guy. He he knows what's happening. He he doesn't seem to get a lot of things um, affecting him. So uh, I, I'm fine with I'm fine with Lavar. We haven't we haven't actually heard much of him in the Lakers context. Uh, he he's probably. Busy beefing it out with Donald Trump right now, <laughs> which is something like it's it's peak 2017 America, right? Like Donald it's, Trump versus it's, it's Lamar Ball. But 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 I feel it's a legitimate question because it is. It I think is. with 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 which is something I never thought we would be asking a month ago. Yes. But Lonzo, I agree with you, is obviously a better project. He's gonna be an all-star player in my opinion. Um, but there this something about him seems off to me. I, I, so I, I I don't know if he's, you know I I think his relaxed demeanor is more of, I I I think it does affect him. I think all this pressure has got into him, and I think he's, I think that's where his shooting woes come from. He was a better shooter, I remember coming in, and this and so which is that's why long term I'm not as worried about his shot yeah. because I think it come back. Yeah. I think he has, and I know his his jumper looks ugly, but. He sort of he it, it works and he'll make it work. I think. Yes. Yeah, um. Absolutely. My bigger issue is with his. I don't think he likes to dribble, which yeah. is a a weird thing for a point guard. <laughs> uh. So he he has to figure a few things out and it's just the it's the combination of all it's the combination of the the drama and the pressure. Whereas Kuzma, he is, you know, he can he can do no wrong at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He he um, is a bit like um, trigger happy. He's just happy yeah, to let, yeah. let it rip at all times. That's probably like the the only fault but, I have with him. But that's fine. If you're, if you're a rookie and you're this hot, you you have the license to do whatever shit you want with, to do. With Lonzo, I just you know he's obviously been gotten the unfair treatment because of who what his dad is stuff. Because you know other comparable point guard rookies like De'Aaron Fox or Dennis Smith Jr. They haven't been that much better. But no one's really talking about them because whatever. Like they don't play for the Lakers and their dad isn't. The dad isn't telling the world that the, his son is better than Steph Curry. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah. Um, b- before we move on, though, Ben Simmons rookie yes. of the year. Yeah. Ben Simmons rookie of the year, no doubt. Oh, oh he's, man, he's the, too good. He's too good, isn't he? He, he's incredible. Him and him and Embiid, Embiid's back-to-back performances on the Staples Center, and his uh, his post-game press conferences. He he is so ready for NBA dominance. I just hope he stays healthy because. He's gonna be a super duper star. I I can't I can't agree more. Um, but we spent way too much time talking about not great teams. So I want to ask you really quickly. Um, yes. Best or 
like most impressive teams so far for you top 3 uh the best team in the nba is still the warriors for me yeah but the the most impressive team has been the celtics i think uh their 16 and 2 start has been has been amazing i i i i completely did not see this coming i thought it would take a long time for these guys to gel together yeah uh and then the gordon hayward injury happens and i know kyrie's a great player but i just didn't see him being uh i didn't see him being efficient and our are just careful or just like so meticulous with the way he chooses his shots he's he's what he's he's averaging just 20 21 points a game he's not even being that explosive yeah um, um they they, they yeah. have the future coach of the year in this for for many years i think yes they he, have he, the he, next be, uh, popovich to be honest next popovich and shout out to al horford who has never been in a bad team i think al horford is the is is the chupa rustum an unspoken hero of this team yes because uh, he he just makes everything click he, he on both ends of the floor and he's such a great veteran presence so they're good they are the young guys jalen brown is going to be one of my future favorite players i can already see it mm-hmm. so um, yeah, yeah it, i think it feels, uh, it feels really weird to uh, to agree with you and say positive things about the boston celtics but these guys are legit <laughs> these guys are legit uh, brad stevens is amazing what about you kyrie irving is amazing uh, so uh, I, I'm I'm also a really big fan of what the Celtics are doing right now. Like they're really impressive stuff. Uh, the other team I think is playing some really good ball is um, is Houston. Not enough is yeah being spoken about them. Um, yeah. James Harden is is having a career year again. Uh, and I like, would say MVP so far. I think so too. Uh, he's, yeah. he's, it'll be interesting to see what happens now that Chris Paul is back. Uh, I know they played a game with him. and he played only 20 minutes in which they blew out the other team by like 70 points or something like that yeah yeah i saw that game <laughs> um, but yeah it'd be interesting to see how they figure that out uh, chris paul until very recently was consensus best point guard in the league and suddenly everyone seemed to have forgotten about him uh, and he plays on a team where like harden is literally both point guard and shooting guard all into one so yeah. it'll be really interesting how those guys match uh, and whether they can get something together seriously enough to you know be a be a real rival for golden state would be uh, an interesting development to see uh, and, and apart from that i think i'm also uh, pretty impressed with how milwaukee is playing um, yanis we knew we knew was going to be um, yeah. massive this year uh, and yeah yeah so it, tell come, me um, t- t- tell me your one sort of it's something you expected in the beginning of the season that 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 you were wrong about uh probably the okc thunder i knew they they'd have some growing pains but it's it's harder than it is yeah than, than we thought it would be like they don't yeah. click together at all uh, yeah. and that that is a challenge we kind of uh, force out coming but um like you you would think that there's like three really star players and four if you count steven adams as well who's like who's a really good fourth best player to have on your team yeah yeah um, you you'd think they'd figure it out a little better but they've they've had they've had their struggles against like half decent teams so it's it's yeah. going to be interesting I, i still think eventually they'll figure it out there's just too much quality there but uh, right now it looks good for the paul george la story i'm not <laughs> i'm not that concerned about um, them clicking enough for him to stay what about you i'm not too i'm not too concerned about the thunder like i know it's been disappointing and um i think we were all wrong in in a sense to see but i think they'll be fine i think they'll still end up fourth or fifth best in the west mm-hmm. by the time the season's over and they'll be a problem in the playoffs i think th- this will 
once they sort of get a a good groove going, like Westbrook is obviously holding himself back to like make sure these guys fit fit in. Um, at, he alone or him and Paul George alone are good enough, and then you add Melo. They mm-hmm. just need to figure out what percentage of their full powers they need to play. Yes. And once they once they have that, they'll be good. Yes. Um, I was terribly wrong about predicting Carl Anthony Carl Anthony Towns for um, first team All NBA. <laughs> that isn't going to happen. But that said, the Timberwolves are playing pretty well. I think as a team, he he himself has because of his defensive deficiencies, he is uh, he's taken a steps longer to develop into what I hoped he'd be. Yeah. But I do like what I'm seeing from that team. I uh, they'll be they're fun and they'll be in the playoffs. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but like we said, it's only been a month. There's going to be plenty more storylines, plenty more good games, plenty more like individual performances that we'll talk about in future episodes. But I think we should yep. leave it there right now for uh, for the NBA. So that that brings us to the end of episode number fifty-five or episode number Dikembe Mutombo. Uh, yes. As always, thanks to all of you for listening to us uh, consistently. Thanks for subscribing to us. Uh, if you still don't do that. Uh, please go ahead and do it. It'll help us. It's a lot. so easy, guys. Just yes. get us on iTunes, and yep. you'll have the 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 podcast on your on your uh, smartphone every all the time. Whenever we have it, you'll that, have it. That's right. You'll have it's our, free. You'll have our beautiful voices coming into your sliding into your podcast feeds uh, <laughs> <laughs> every couple of weeks. Uh, if that doesn't appeal to you, I don't know what. Will. It's. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Th- this is going to be the best roundup of everything Indian basketball. And a couple of random uh, NBA opinions. So and some random follow about how Kabaddi League exists in India. And <laughs> Please follow, share, encourage your friends to follow. Um, yeah, because I, I I know you millennials don't like to read articles, so so listen to voices. Whatever whatever you like to do, we have it. Yeah, <laughs> and if you're a if you're a pod faster, which is now the new rage, listening to podcasts in 1.5x, we still sound as oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm not a fan of that, but you know, yeah, that's just me, me neither. Personally, yeah. I'm not, yeah. um, but yeah. it works with us. Uh, <laughs> uh, so if you want to reach out to Karan, he's at Hoopistani on Twitter, uh, or you're also at Karan Madhok, right? Karan Madhok one. Karan Madhok one. So you can reach him on yes. both those handles. Uh, I'm at underscore Kaushik seven. The podcast is at Hoopdarshan. We're also available on that name on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, etc., etc., etc. So um, that's a lot of places for you to reach us. If you've got any questions, if you've got any things that you'd want to say, uh, please send that through. We'd be happy to shout you out. Um, and until next time, then hashtag India Basketball.